Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. And I'm Matt too. We are screaming fast to the end of the session here. <laughs> well, we're screaming at least. We are screaming. Uh, we have three bills that we're going to be previewing and reviewing. Yeah, because they're not even wasting their time saying, well, we'll do a work session in like a week or two. Nope. They're going to have a hearing and then they're going to have a work session. Pretty much that fast immediately yeah. right there. It's like a snap. And <laughs> and after today, as of right now at time of taping, we will be 100% caught up on all the education bills, which is for, insane. For for the, for the for hearings? For hearings. With that, no more scheduled. Oh. It's that, crazy. I, I can't believe it. We, we, we made it. We made it to well, the end. Yeah, knock on wood. Oh, we didn't? We're not at the end yet. We're not? <laughs> oh. All right, so let's talk about the first one. Sure. LD 1813. If they get into the 2000s, by the way, I'm not sure what we're going to do. In the Bill 2000s. This one is LD 1813, Resolve to Ensure Safe and Inclusive Learning Environments. Hey, first of all, it's a resolve. Second of all, it's an emergency. And Third of all... Whereas, Whereas is our favorites. And it's not that long. It's not. It's only uh, two pages, page and a half. Half of it is whereas is, which, is, again, we like. Brilliant. So, again, convening a working group to review and develop recommendations to ensure safe and inclusive learning environments for LGBTQ students and educators in Maine schools. They study a report to the legislature by December 1st and report out legislation. Your typical resolve. Awesome. I, I love that they're doing this. You know, again, it's another example of the administration and the commissioner's office now and everyone trying to do something to make sure that all people, everyone, is welcomed. And make it explicit. Right. Intentional. So, um, as we said at the beginning, this is going right to work session. So I probably went into work session and it was, what happened there? Tabled. What? <laughs> so this one didn't even get a vote. No, it didn't. It just went right to the table part. Yeah, it was it was weird reading the testimony. Uh, there wasn't much testimony, but from MSSA, MSBA, and MEA, they all said, yep, we're in favor of this. We're good to go. And then from the DOE said, we understand this is going to be uh, held over, so we'll just give our testimony then. What? <laughs> Kicking the can? They said, yeah, we'll do it later. We'll get we'll, we'll get there. We just, you know, we got better stuff to do. That is so unfortunate. Uh <laughs> But I kind of understand that they didn't want to do testimony since this bill was pretty much printed, uh, hearinged, and sessioned in that and, time frame. And right real there. rapid fire. So I get it. Here's another <laughs> one. LD 1815. Here we go. Uh-huh. An act to provide funds to continue the statewide online advanced placement course program provided by the Department of Education in partnership with the University of Maine at Fort Kent. And it's an after deadline one. Well, obviously, at this point, um, everything's after deadline. So, what is this? Which, one by the way, in in terms of like yeah. things like proficiency based or standard based grading, you hear a lot of thing about deadlines matter. Yeah. After deadline. Ooh. Just just putting that out there, folks. So I'm gonna give this the grade on this bill and immediately one letter reduction. Oh, okay. To a at least a B. Which is equivalent to a check minus. I think so. Yeah. See how painfully obvious this is. Yeah. Now? Or a or a is it there? Are there? You can use frowny face emojis. I just hope I never get the poop emoji. That's all I hope. I think some of our listeners might disagree with that for both of us. Hey, if if you're out there and you think that we deserve the poop emoji, 
go ahead, send us to us on Twitter at Main Ed Matters or on Facebook at Main Education Matters. We'd love to see it. Please. <laughs> that would be the best. So what does this one do? This thing is about AP for All, right? It's all about AP for All. It, is, it, got, it got cut out. Uh, the DOE decided to cut this out of their funding structure um, for a lot of reasons, um, but this puts it back in. And that's pretty much it. Adds $150,000 to, fu- to fund the AP for All. A lot of the testimony on this was... Yeah, we're, fa- we're, we're in favor of it. We like this. A lot of the student, there was some student testimony that said things like, I wouldn't have gotten through, I wouldn't have been able to take the am- amount of courses that I was able to do. I wouldn't be able to, one student was taking like AP computer science through it. He's going to yep. University of Pennsylvania next year. So this is a you know highly dedicated, highly motivated yep. student. I was like, I couldn't have done this without AP for all. I couldn't have gotten to this point exactly. without that. And I think that part of the problem uh, from the DOE perspective, is that it's a lot. It's a, a lot of money and not a whole lot of use. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. However, you know, I work in a district that has three medium to smallish high schools, and this has been a boon for a lot of our kids. Right. It's, not not a lot, but a lot at I, the same time. I think the you know? I think the, the 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 cost benefit value for AP for all. Is out of this world. Agreed. Because if we're if, if we're only going to spend you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to provide all students in the state of Maine with an AP access, yeah, fine. I, but let's that's worth it to me. In a multi billion dollar budget, right? I think we're good. I, th- I think that's I think it's worth it. But uh, how and, that, how and that so do they actually ought to pass ought to pass as amended, and we don't know what the amendment is yet. But yeah, they're speedy to get to work session, not speedy to put this stuff online. Mm, come on, you guys. Hey. Uh, I'm going to guess on the amendment that it does not have to do with the money, that it's just some wording something, something, something. Probably. I'm, I'm guessing it's just minor. Again, $150,000 for dropping the bucket for things it, like it that. It is. I, I, I think so, too. We will get to those amendments probably never. <laughs> so LD1820 is next. It's an act to amend the laws governing investigations. Ooh. I like investigations. By school entities. Ah, not oh. even school administrative units. School entities. I should read this one again. An act to amend the laws governing investigations by school entities into holders of credentials. So if you're a holder of a credential, look out. Your laws are about to be amended. What if Eric Holder is credentialed? Uh, then this would, would it get, be a holder credential. It would be much or more cre- confusing. Or if you're credentialed by holder. Let's move on to what this is. Okay. So the summary amends the laws. Governing. <laughs> governing. We had a little minor earthquake here in studio. Sorry, oh, folks. Oh, my God. Oh, the towers are just all over the place here. Uh, let's see. So it includes all of the different school type things in the state has five things to do. It removes language requiring a school entity to notify the DOE within 15 business days of the initiation of a covered investigation by that school entity. Okay, let's do these one at a time. Okay. So right now it looks like uh, if you start an investigation, you have to notify the DOE within 15 business days or three weeks uh, that you're investigating. Right. Now you don't have to do that. Okay. Okay. Next one. Requires a school entity to immediately notify the DOE if a credential holder who is the subject of a covered investigation leaves the school entity's employment for any reason prior to the conclusion of the covered investigation. So if the person, while they're doing the investigation, up and moves to, say, Guam with the green tree snakes that eat cats, um, you still have to notify DOE. You can't just put it under the rug. Yeah, now you have to. You still have to have to share it out. Yep. 
Okay. E- even if they don't move to Guam, right? Even if they just move down the street, yeah. Yeah. If they move to Guam, those green tree sticks might take care of you. Anyway. They might. You know, like it's, it's a short way from a cat to a human. <laughs> sure. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, not a steep climb. <laughs> not a steep climb. Genetically, of course. <laughs> Hashtag science. Oh, Lord. Uh, number three, eliminates the requirement that the school entity notify the department in writing of the final outcome of the investigation within five days and provide to the department a copy of any final report. And instead, replaces that by it requires that the school provide to the department a copy of any final report produced in support of the school's entity decision to discipline, suspend, or terminate the credential holder. This seems like it, like if the five-day turnaround for that seemed to be a bit too much for some folks. It sounded like a lot of work. Sounds like work. So um, this I, says to me they can they can just they can they can submit the report, but there's not necessarily a five day timeline. So they could do it in ten days. They could do it in a hundred days. They could do it in however many days. So but they still have to submit it. Well, yes and no, but okay. Let's read this one a little closer. Okay. Is it that right now you have to notify the department within five days of its completion and give the report? Right, and now it's you have to re- uh, provide the the report only if they discipline, suspended, or terminated the holder. So if you investigate and nothing happens, that everything is like satisfactory, you don't have to provide the DOE with a report. I might be reading that incorrectly, but you, it no, it sounds like you are. Right? It sounds like you are. So instead of the five days, it's like, well, if nothing happens, no more, no report. But well, if you do something, you got to report. It. What I'm really curious about is is that the intention. Of the law, of, of this particular bill, because of the intention to say, well, do we submit to let them know that we found nothing? Like, we, you, we've we already told you that we're doing an investigation, right? We've already notified you that this is happening, uh, right? Requires a school to energy, immediately identify, notify DOE if the credential holder is a subject of a covered investigation. Oh, leaves. Nope, the one before eliminates the 15-day. So basically, oh, okay, so in other words, this is doing the innocent until proven guilty. I've heard that one before. Right? That's that's been like we don't have to report you if you haven't done anything. But if you have done something we or you leave before that. Yes. That implication is that maybe I'm leaving before the report comes out and that kind of covers that one. Right. Number maybe I'm there. trying to go to a non-extradition district like Guam. Guam. I don't yeah. know if you're non-extradition or not. Oh, they extradite. Oh, they do. Oh, that's one of the reasons why we didn't go there. You know, one of the things is... Because, we, you know, if we're going somewhere, we got to go somewhere to non-extradition. So, was that above or below the green tree snakes? The extradition? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of both. Equal. Right. Because you All could right. be hiding in the trees or you could be down on the ground and still... They were both on the negative list? Yes. To move to Guam. Okay. Yes. I want to make sure I get that one right. Yeah, there, the there was a third reason, too, which we can get to another time. Or I can tell you right now. Do it right now. Okay. The third reason why we didn't move the aside from the extradition requirements and the green tree snakes was um, the the way that you land in Guam. It's kind of a tight airport and an air uh, airstrip. Air there you go. And they have these big mountains around the area, mm-hmm. big big tall peaks and things. And well, the beacons on the beaks would often go out, mm. and they they wouldn't get replaced because they were really hard to get to. So in a storm or in the night, you might just fly into a mountain. I have never done that before, but I'm <laughs> guessing that doesn't sound good. The, the, no, I've I've okay. no, I've seen the movie Castaway, and I don't want to have a Wilson. I kind of liked Wilson. I liked Wilson too, but I don't want to have a Wilson. Away, you cried. 
I got emotional. Everyone I may have got emotional. Let's go to the... There's two more parts of this. But scene. I'm an emotional guy, Matt. I, I hear that, Matt. So number four, if a credential holder left employment prior to the completion of a covered investigation and provides consent as part of that credential holder's application for employment with a school entity, it, this directs the department to notify the superintendent of that school entity of the fact that the credential holder left employment with a school entity prior to the completion of a covered investigation. So... You this, lost me at the third school entity. I did. I, so I think this gets back to number two. So let's say... Yeah that a person is uh, a holder, let's call him Eric. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> if nice. Eric left employment, if Eric's being investigated and he leaves a district and he says, yes, then mm-hmm. the department has to notify the superintendent of the new place that he has been investigated at a prior place? I, I think so. I think so too. Why would I provide consent unless that's going to be one of the new questions on an application? Well, it already is one of the applications of the question. Like, have you ever been um, either – has your contract ever not neither been renewed or not renewed for for a number of reasons? And that could be an investigation even in the process could have been like a non-renewal of a contract. Or have you ever been subject to any kind of hmm. – I have to look at one of those particular. And I do too, and I'm yeah, thinking I think about it. Right but there's, there. there's, I think there's something in there. Like, has your contract not been renewed? So I think that the thing was before in this one, is that I could check no on that one that I've never been investigated. Yep. And privacy rights are basically saying, well, unless you know, you can't go and find out. Mm. And this one says, uh, no, the department has to do that now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And number five, repeals language requiring the commissioner to adopt rules governing confidentiality of information received under the provisions concerning covered investigations. So the commissioner it, doesn't have to do rules anymore? It repeals <laughs> it repeals language governing confidentiality of information? Yep. That whole All section right. is uh, is gonzo. Well, I can tell you for, for sure that the um, uh, main Department of Education is in support of this bill. That the uh, main school board association is in support of this bill. And how do you know that? Because I read the testimony. And I read on the front page here, it says, submitted by the Department of Education and approved for introduction by a majority of legislative council. Oh, so Maine Dewey definitely approves it. They definitely want this. Uh, another one that I read was from the uh, Maine Education Association. Oh, I've heard and, of them. And, yeah, they're, they're pretty big in the they're state They're pretty of Maine. big. And they're neither for nor against. And, oh, okay, help me on this one. Uh, well, here, here's the. I have the testimony right up here um, as I'm reading it. Uh, they like it, and with a few amendments, the MEA could support the bill. And I found this first paragraph pretty interesting. Um, LD nineteen twenty four, which is oh not this, which is not this bill, <laughs> but this all this all this all is in re- everything of this bill is in reference to something that happened last session. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, was a, that was a bill became law last session, and quite frankly, the bill. This is all quote from the MEA testimony. Um, the bill was intended to address a specific high-profile situation involving a specific legislator and accusations made against him as a coach. The bill was printed in August 30th, 2018, with public hearing and work sessions held on the same day, September 6th, 2018. The bill was finally approved by the legislature on September 13th. 2018. So let's go back for a moment here. It was printed on August 30th, and it was approved by the legislator on September 13th. Last time I checked, that's two weeks. It's pretty quick. That's 
wicked quick. Quote, to say this bill was rushed is an understatement. The process was akin to, quote, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> and and the, the, Don't the, hold back, MEA. The, the testimony goes on from there. So they have some issues with... Um, with words like sh- like the the language in 1924, they see the intent of it, wanting to update the language, wanted to update the bill that was so quickly done, but there are some issues that they also have with it. So, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's always stuff that we don't know sometimes until you read the testimony and you're like, "There's so much." Don't you kind of want to just do a, use your Google machine and who was that specific legislator and that specific incident? I am sure at least one of our listeners has already done that. <laughs> well, hopefully they've hit pause. Because you don't want to miss any of the really hot information that we're going to be detailing next. Oh, my God. I, I am assuming that they went back in time a little bit and re-listened to our fascinating discussion of uh, green tree snakes and beacons <laughs> on mountains. Now, how would, how would it be possible to go back in time? Uh, how would that ever even be possible? little button right on your podcast machine. Go back 15 seconds. Oh, this is not a quantum realm type uh, thing? Well, there is, but... If they're that small, I don't know if you can hit that 15-second button. Or is there more to it in that I don't think size realm? matters. And with that, we're going to move on to some enacted bills. We're going to combine podcasts today. We're doing it all. we got a, we got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, we're 17 minutes in. That's not too bad. We're going to do some enacted ones. Uh, can we do these in numerical order? You want to do them in numerical? Sure. Let's, I'm a math I'm, guy. I'm Whatever and you want to do. That's the way they're already here. So let's start with 103. <laughs> and it's all about me right now. <laughs> All right, so 103 LD103. was an act to ensure the integrity of for-profit colleges, one of our favorite titles. Yeah, we loved this one. <laughs> we didn't know what this meant, and when we read it, we were like, oh, wait, this is against the one school in Bangalore. One school. It was all about one school, and they kind of came with, we need to change the language, which they apparently have. Which they have. So the amendment clarifies that the bill applies to for-profit universities as well as colleges and expands the definition of for-profit college or university to include post-secondary institution that's regulated by the DOE or the state board, is eligible to participate in federal student aid programs, and is operated by private for-profit business. And then it goes on with some other like technical things. But it expands that definition so it's not just, what right. was it, Beal? I don't remember what I don't remember which one it was. Beal out of anger. They're like, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> this is us. This is us. Come on, hey, man. nobody else. Come on, leave us alone. Yeah, now it's more than just Beal. So they're like, oh, good. We got partners. I'm I'm, I'm happy with this one. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> the next one is LD three hundred. That was one, a good movie. Uh, <laughs> this one is a lot less exciting. It's an act to protect hourly school personnel pay during school days missed due to weather or emergency closures. Uh, the first part I'd love. Uh, we're going to amend this by striking out the title and substituting the following. And then we're going to uh, amend the bill and make it mandatory. Woohoo! A mandate preamble, which is a new A mandateable. A mandateable. <laughs> Mand. Man, uh, let's just keep going. So it's now an act to provide school personnel paid hourly a wage pay option. And this allows them to. Um, spread their pay over the full school year instead of only during time that they actually worked. No, we may have talked about this on the last one. Yeah. Oh, this one right here? Well, th- we just th- did it again. I think we may have. Yeah. So we just liked it that much. Um, yeah, we did. Oh, actually, I have a second part to this. Maybe this is the cool part. Okay. We have an amendment to the amendment. Oh. And it says it. So this one was uh, went through the House, the Senate, 
uh, Senator Bellows did some amendments. And she amended the amendment by striking out all of the second indented paragraph after the title of lines 14 and 15, which is <laughs> lines 14 and 15 are amend the bill by inserting after the title and before the enacting clause the following. She's amending that by striking that out. <laughs> She's amending the language to amend. Yep. Here's the next one. She's going to amend the amendment by striking out all of the mandate preamble. So after we just loved the mandate preamble, they're it's saying, all gone. Yep. I don't like that. We're out. <laughs> And then they're just going to re-letter, re-number, and it removes the mandate. So we love the mandate for a minute, and uh, now it's gone. Now it's gone. Unfortunately. Uh, the next one is LD412, an act to restore system administration allocations in Maine school administrative units to the level prescribed for fiscal year 2017-2018. Yep, so this one says in uh, beginning in the fiscal year 2021, the system administration allocation is $135 per pupil. And if you remember the previous law, it kind of split it up. So it had to be like 95 went here and 40 some odd went to administration and mm -hmm. some other things. So this just says, nope, $135 per pupil. And this one originally was an ought to pass as amended. And what was amended was they changed the year from 1920, which is the one we're in. No, that's the next one. And it starts at the year after that in 2021. Yes. That was the amendment. Yep. So all our amendments, I think they're, sometimes I think they're going to be really cool and interesting and really long, like strike the entire bill and replace it with something that's completely different. Uh, that, that, there's too, there's, there, that, that's too soon. Those are the best. That's too soon. They're the best. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. It's 541, LD 541, which was a resolve to reduce food waste in schools. That sounds good to me. Yeah, we're in. Uh, so this one amends it uh, by directing to collaborate, to revise and disseminate yep. by January 1st, 2020 to public school food service programs throughout the state. Uh, some guidance titled Food Sharing Tables, Guidance for Schools. Yeah, uh, by January 1st, that, that you said DOE shall develop, this is straight from the resolve, um, a, a, develop a school food sharing policy to encourage schools and food banks to work together to collect whole and packaged school cafeteria surplus or leftover food and share it with the community. Sounds very good to me. Congratulations, I'm, legislature. Nice job. That's a good one. Next one is uh, 773, which was a bill... Uh, an act regarding secondary school education concerning sexual activity and sexual assault. Yes, it was. This one was amended a little bit by uh, talking about, oh, it's a mandate preamble. Oh, I love the mandate preamble. Uh, it requires one or more local units of government to expand or modify activities so as to ne necessitate additional expenditures, expenditures from local revenues but does not provide funding for at least 90% of those. Wah, wah. Yeah, sorry, but it's now a mandate. So uh, you have to do this. Yep, we have to do it. Secondary course of study must good, good. must include instruction in health, safety, etc. It also must include instruction on affirmative consent, communication and decision-making regarding sexual activity and the effects of alcoholic drinks, stimulants, and narcotics on the ability to give affirmative consent, communicate, and make appropriate decisions. So as I remember when we talked about this one, or maybe it was after I was reading about it, uh, was reading some things from kids about it. And they said, yes, we kind of do most of this anyway, but we don't explicitly talk about consent all the time. Right. And We talk about the effects, but we don't talk about consent. Yeah. So this makes it really explicit. I and think as it's... the uh, father of four daughters, yeah. I'm in. As a father of two, I'm in, I'm in as well. So we're both in. We're, you know, we have six daughters between us, and I'm, we're in. We're in. Yeah. Love it. Congratulations again. Well, gl glad this is there. Should have been there a long time ago. This one is, next one is LD985. This was a this was a little one. What? 
Originally, this bill was named an act to maintain high school diploma standards by repealing proficiency-based diploma standards. Oh, so non-controversial. Nope. Uh, this one was amended by, as you said on a prior pod, it added information to the title. It did. It's uh, same thing and adding the equivalent in standards achievement. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. So basically this mm. s- kind of stuffs all of 4722A into 4722 and repeals 4722A. Right. One of the things that, yeah, yeah. So if we're going back in our, in our time machine, you go back to 2011. Quantum Realm. Quantum Realm. Here's a snap. Um, 2011, we only had LD, uh, 4722. Oh, then those tw- were the days. Right? And then... In 2012, we got 4722A, which got rid of 4722. Yeah. And then LD 1666 came up last year and said, hey, remember 4722? Let's bring that back. Oh. And we'll keep 4722A. We love you both. Aw. Right? Oh, it's so nice to have you. And this year it said, screw you, 4722A. You're out of here. Except not really out of here. It's Just, a little, it's, you, you two partner together now it, and it's, become one. There's some interesting stuff in here. I mean, I will say, like, under required subjects, it, sl- it strikes the word courses for instruction. Hmm. I kind of like that. I do, too. Because it's no longer time-based. Because a course hmm. is time-based, but the instruction is not. Hmm. Um, must be provided in separate or integrated study programs, and students must complete the following minimum requirements – English, four years, or the equivalent in standards achievement. Mm. Social studies, history, uh, two, two years, or the equivalent in standards achievement. So you can go ahead and read the rest of it. You, you get where we're going with this. Mm. But it's or the equivalent in standards achievement. So there's, there's some potential here. Yeah. It's not, it's not bad. It is definitely different than the original bill that we talked about, it, that, that uh, we talked about a lot. Yeah, which, which just pretty much said, <laughs> hey, 4722A, you know, Go pound sand. One of the things that I think has been applauded the most in this one is the amendment, uh, I'll read from the summary here, uh, requires that a child with a disability who satisfies the local diploma requirements in the manner specified by the child's IEP must be awarded a high school diploma and provides that career and tech education students consistent with the approval may satisfy instructional requirements through separate or integrated study within the career tech school curriculum. Yep. So it really identifies kids who don't go through uh, like the regular coursework, uh, the kids that have an IEP, the IEP rules all, and career and tech ed uh, kids that go to a separate place uh, can still satisfy the curriculum without doing the courses. Now it's, uh, as you said, it's the equivalent in standards achievement. Yep, it is. That's, that's I, good. And I think that's, that's good because those were definitely two of the things that, that have come up and like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. That's what the law says. It's a, right, it's what the law so says. So much better now. So there's there's one other thing I wanted to add to this before we move on. Okay. Because when we did our comparison, uh, we did the side-by-side podcast. Yeah. feels like years ago, but it was just like in the fall, I believe, um, which still feels like years ago. Yes, it does. Right? Um, we, we One of the things we said about that we didn't really like about the credit-based side of 4722 with a dual diploma option was that it didn't mandate, require, or even acknowledge the guiding principles. Mm-hmm. Good point. However, here, what? under under 2B policy, A, 
Quote, to ensure that a diploma indicating graduation from a secondary school signifies that the graduate has completed the requirements described in this section and is ready to enter a post-secondary educational program or a career as a clear and effective communicator. Heard of that one. A self-directed and lifelong learner. That one too. A creative and practical problem solver. Uh-huh. A responsible and evolved citizen. Mm-hmm. And an informed and integrative thinker. They put them, without saying the guiding principles, they wrote them back into the law. There's one problem that I have with everything that you just read there. What's that? There's really no Oxford comma after the <laughs> responsible and involved citizen. There should be a comma there. Is, is, is your favorite song of all time Word Crimes by Weird Al Yankovic? Well, it isn't for everybody. Because <laughs> there's a whole big thing about Oxford commas yeah, in that song. Oh my God, I see it all throughout this legislation. I'm like, come on, you guys. It, Oxford it, comma. They're, they're not required. Well, if they, what if they change the name from Oxford comma to Maine comma? Then they do well, it, right? Because then it's locally. Well, then it's, then it's the way grammar should researched. be. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to our last uh, enacted one. It's LD 1306. Uh, originally, it was an act to promote safe schools through the creation of a safe school climate council. Mm-hmm. And that has uh, been renamed. It has. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones. Renamed. And the next line says, amend the bill by striking out everything after the title yeah. and inserting the following. So basically, this is we didn't like any of this. This is what we were hoping so for. So we're redoing it. It is now a resolve to examine issues relating to bullying in schools. So if you remember the original bill, uh, this was really about the creation of the Safe School Climate Council. So it was kind of set up like a resolve anyway. They were going to set right. up this big work group. And uh, basically, that's what they're doing. Yep. They're just doing it through a resolve for some unknown reason, um, which is cool. Sure. Put people together, and let's talk about bullying in schools because it's still an issue. Again, let's do it with, with, intention, with intention, with purpose, Absolutely. and have that, have that explicit focus. Unfortunately, this resolve didn't have any whereases, so I'm not sure if I'm in favor. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure. It's got to have whereases. That one's for you, Julie, out there. All right. You so have some things to talk about. If you remember from, if you were uh, for our faithful and intrepid listeners uh, at our last pod, we kind of talked a, a bit which ad is, nauseum. Which is all of you, by the way, faithful and intrepid. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. Um, we talked about how finding information that we're on 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 the legislative side is very difficult. Yep. So what we're, we're, we have a little bit more information for you today. Um, what we're going to do is just talk about some bills that have gone through House roll calls. Because, again, those are relatively easy to find, and I like things easy. Roll call. So um, back on June 3rd, a couple of bills went through and were roll called. Uh, number one was LD665, which was ah, an act. So close to the good number. <laughs> they probably leave that out intentionally, like that 13th <laughs> floor. I noticed 1666 was pretty darn close last year. But anyway, let's go ahead. <laughs> LD665. Oh, an act to enact the Campus Free Expression Act. Ah. Remember that one? Oh, that's right, because we got confused by all the... An act to enact the Campus Free Expression Act. This was to accept the majority ought to pass as amended report. Okay. That was the vote that happened, and the number of yeas required were 70, and it prevailed with an 87 to 51, and then 10 absent to excuse. But, But so... The looks like the um, majority ought to pass as amended report for an act to enact and other acts with some acts of campus free expression is moving forward in the House. It is actually, as I'm looking now, it has also been adopted by the Senate. 
So so now what's going to happen? It's going to go back to the House. And let's go back to the Senate. Let's go back to the House and back to the Senate. Ooh. It's going to be engrossed and enacted and then finally passed. That was another one I just recently read. Like, finally passed? What? I, I, I got enacted. I understand that. Passed to be enacted. Passed to be engrossed. Okay, I'm with you. Now this is other little layer of finally passed. So anyway. let's get into that just a little bit to clarify something we did on a prior pod okay. that we put into the show notes. It was the recede and concur part. Oh, yes, recede and concur. That we kind of like, yeah, we think we know this means. It's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you like you like texted me like right after we did the pod, like, oh, I just remembered what that means. Oh, come on. When I texted you that, it wasn't remembered. It's I googled it <laughs> just to see if I was right, and I wasn't. I don't think I don't really remember what I said. But recede and concur. What that means is when it goes from like the House to the Senate, and they do some other slight change, and okay. then it goes back to the House, for instance, and they say recede and concur, means they're like, yeah, we're good with your amendment. We're in. Oh, so it's just a rubber stamp at that point. It, yeah. They, so we don't need to, like, because they're supposed to get through to some type of committee to hammer out the amendments to make yep. sure that, that it, they're working on the same bill. They're just like, yeah, we yeah. like that one. We're done. Whatever. It's we just will go just, on. We'll recede and we'll concur with you. I gotcha. Which is what I knew, but clearly didn't come out of my mouth that day. Well, just whatever I did come out was like close ish. That's in between like 1% and maybe 50% right. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with ish. I knew they were words. <laughs> all words are made up. Exactly. So, so all, all words. Right. The next one that was uh, we have a roll call information for on you for you is LD1227, which is an act uh, to allow parents to apply to the Commissioner of Education to enroll their children in receiving school administrative unit and to remove limitations on which students may so, be so enrolled. Okay. Uh, the vote was to accept the majority ought not to pass report, and it has prevailed. So it's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Gotcha. This, and if I remember correctly, this was the bill that said you, we don't need to do uh, to do superintendent agreements. We can just bypass superintendents, go right to the commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. So they they didn't feel they didn't feel too strongly like, on that one. No, on that one. Yeah, that, 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 that's a hard pass. Hard pass. Uh, next one that's been we can see here is LD-997, an act to promote social and emotional learning and development for young children. Uh, that was done on June the 5th, which was only a couple days ago as oh. we're recording. Um, and the vote was to accept the majority ought to pass as amended, and it has prevailed in, in and through the House. It has actually gone through the Senate and also it has now. Gone through the Senate. So what what I'm what I've noticed that they that they do is they they do tend to if they happen on on one house on one day they go to the next one the other day. Mm-hmm. Especially sure. now. Yeah. Earlier in the session it wasn't. It would be like okay April fourth we might not get to it until April tenth or whatever it is. But now it's like nope one we, we got to get these. We got two weeks we, left. We got we got to get these done. <laughs> we got to get these things done. This is ridiculous. Um, the next one was uh, LD sixteen thirty eight, an act to provide for gubernatorial appointments uh, to the Maine Charter School Commission. Yeah, right. Favorite one, and to accept the majority ought to pass as amended report. Sorry, I don't know why I went that way, but I did. That Do wasn't it. you. Arnold came right in. Well, he he works here now. He works here. He works here. He's security. Oh, well, then, then We're nothing's in. getting by. <laughs> you know, no need for SROs if you have the Terminator. Terminator. Oh, I watched Predator recently. Yeah. What a great movie. Huh. That's a, that holds up. 
Not Predator 2 with Danny Glover. Not that one. No. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, the gubernatorial uh, elections to the or nominations to the appointments to the Maine Charter School Commission, except the majority ought to pass as amended, has prevailed. Yay. 86 to 58. Sounds about right. Yep. Okay. Uh, a couple more on this side that we'll just do, and then we'll start wrapping things up. Uh, LD1369, this was just done on June 6th. An act to create an additional pathway to certify industrial arts teachers to foster career and technical subjects in main schools. And the vote was to accept the majority ought not to pass report. Uh, and that right. failed. Oh. Not too many failures. 65 to 76. So... Um, I guess the minority ought to pass report could come up. In the minority report, uh, as I'm reading the summary here, it says requires the state board to create an industrial arts pathway to a conditional certificate and requires the industrial arts endorsement be separate from other endorsements. Right. That's the minority report, which is, I assume, going next to you, right? If it gets brought up. If it gets brought up. Fair enough. Because this bill technically now has been brought before. Oh, it says adopted by house. Oh. Well, so that's interesting. So, I don't know what that means so, necessarily, but it again, says may, adopted by House. Maybe this didn't get a roll call vote because everyone was like, yeah, we're, we're good. You know, they they, 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 yeah. they they set these things up ahead of time. Like, these are the ones that we're just going to kind of push through and everyone kind of agrees with, through caucus. But these are the ones that we're actually going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we like I focus on the roll call ones because that's where you actually can see where your legislators are voting on these particular yes. issues. And it's easier to find those, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like work. I, I, I don't like to work. Uh, and the final one we're going to talk about for roll call votes is LD358, an act to fully fund career and technical education for the fiscal year 2018-19, which is this year. Ooh. And uh, the vote was on an, to enactment, an emergency enactment, and this failed at the House level. Okay. LD358... Um, at least as, as that particular vote went. So I've got one on here now Yep. that says uh, adopt it. Well, let me just check it again. So which which report was that? Majority or minority? Um, give me a second. That was – it didn't say. It was just the motion was enactment as an emergency. Gotcha. Enactment as an emergency. Oh. So this amendment has been adopted by the House and by the Senate. But mm-hmm. not enacted because you, you have to take a second vote to right. enact it. Interesting. So let me read what the amendment, uh, the summary of the amendment is, because it's the majority report strikes and replaces the bill. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I love it. So this new bill uh, raises the cap on the career and tech education funding formula provision regarding the allocation for career tech education centers. Uh, for blah, 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 from 5% to 15%. It also adds appropriations and allocation section. Here's what I don't understand about this bill. It, it passed. It, but Okay. But then. But not. But then not. But then it's just kind of being held there. Because here's, here's what I don't understand. Yeah, to fully fund CTE for the eighteen nineteen school year, that's, that year's about to end. We got uh, at this point couple tw- weeks. 23 days left. All right, a couple weeks. So we're going we're gonna to just. Jump in, throw in like a bunch of extra money into the CTE centers now at this point for this year. I wish my bank account would work that way. Right? Hey, Would that the be end nice? Of the year. Can you? Uh, I need some more. Yeah, Let's pull it right in here. Yeah, or just or or or, my, or where I work. my salary. You know? Okay, we'll just we'll just you know what? There you go. We'll give you just a, we'll give you a bonus. Yeah, it's like a bonus. Right? Would I would love to get a bonus at some point in my life? Maybe but we're educators. Like a, we don't get bonuses. Maybe this is like a Fourth of July bonus. <laughs> maybe so. 
So, but the thing is that that's cool. Is this already passed the House and the Senate? Right. But now that's about to be enacted, they're like, yeah, yeah hold on there. Right. Just, just hold, slow your roll. Slow. <laughs> All right. What your... else we got? We are almost done here. I yeah, promise. we're almost done. Uh, so, that's what we have for the House roll calls. There, there's, uh, you want to get really more information on what's been going on. Uh, what I'd highly recommend to do is go to the uh, spreadsheet. We've been updating that a lot over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and. That's all we're going to up to. The more updates are there. Uh, if again, if it's in green, you'll, that'll mean that it's been uh, enacted, signed by the governor. If it's in yellow, it's somewhere in the legislative process that we can find. There's a new line layer, layer there. If it's been struck out, that means the bill is dead. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about a couple of them. Dead bills. Because there are so many dead bills. There's just a whole pile of dead bills. They're walking dead bills. Not bad. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got nothing. I know. Me neither. Um, so these are just a few that we've, we talked about a little bit during the course of the podcast. So we might go back to some of these a little later, yep. uh, in, in our, in our fond memory, our fond farewell episode and say, Oh, remember this one. So remember this one, LD 965, an act to restrict cell phone use by students while in schools. Nice. Remember this one, those that banned all cell phones. Yeah. They're useless. Yeah. That's dead. Okay. Right. So kids use your cell phone. Bring them back. You know, right. Do that thing where you put your, your, uh, your bag on the desk and then put your phone there so you're, you you really believe your teacher's not actually seeing your phone. Mm. Or you lean back in your chair and you just hold the phone right in your lap and you just kind of keep looking down and you, you believe in your whole heart that your teacher is not seeing you using the phone, whereas the teacher does see you using the phone and just does not have the energy or time or wherewithal to say, oh, for Pete's sake, put your phone away again. That sounds like some of the admin meetings I've been in. What? You mean it's a human behavior, not just a kid behavior? What? Oh my I'm gosh! Shocked. Some of the some of the faculty meetings I've been in, people don't play chess or check email or Facebook. They don't do that during those. Fa- Wait, they play chess. Well, remember is when, it actual chess? Please let it be actual chess and not just on your computer. <laughs> no, it's on a computer. It's not travel <laughs> I want, chess. I want kids in the back. They're just like two <laughs> teachers, like or at, in this case, administrators playing chess just during the meeting. Just like they just bring a board. <laughs> King one to rook four or whatever. That's way wrong. Sorry. <laughs> but it would be amazing. And I'm if, more and the if, checkers part. Oh, and if you do this, if you're some of the people who do this, please get video and share it with us. Oh, Because send it, it would, on. it would be so great to see. Done. Uh, another dead bill is LD 672, an act to allow local flexibility in teacher assignment to enhance student achievement. We don't like student achievement. No, nor do we like flexibility. flexibility. You know. <laughs> Uh, if this bill allows the holder of a professional teacher certificate, certificate to teach no more than 20% of the teacher's teaching assignment outside of the teacher's area of endorsement, yeah, this bill's dead. Nope. So, so basically, you can be you, – you can, people can move you around wherever they want to. Nice. Yep. Uh, LD750, an act to allow Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps, or ROTC, instructors to instruct without a state certification. Mm, Remember this one? I do. Yeah, we were like, well, shouldn't you have a certification? Well, everyone kind of agreed with us and said mm-hmm. this, this bill is basically dead. Bye-bye. Yep. Um, another one, um, one of our favorites. Aww. An act to require, LD387, an act to require cursive handwriting instruction in grades 3 to grade 5. Mm. We had some fun with this one. And now it's dead. It is dead. Aww. So, kids, keep your print going. <laughs> Start typing. Keep, keep typing. Get those thumbs extra strong for your texting. Fair. Fair. <laughs> During your meetings. Of course. While you're playing chess. Right. Um, 
Give me one second. 589? No. We're going to do this one next. Uh, gotcha. Oh, I see why. LD711 mm-hmm. uh, was an emergency resolve. Emergency. To establish a, custo- a commission. Nice. To study Ooh. and recommend. Lots of stuff to do. A minimum age for participation in tackle football. 17 it was, right, as I remember? Yes. I think so. It was, it, was, it was to study that and to see, hey, maybe we should look into the science behind this and see what kind of an age would be appropriate to start tackle football. Maybe we should get some information on it. Yeah, the bill's dead. Aw, all gone. It, it, it is gone. And the, the final one we'll talk about, at least today, is um, LD589. Mm. Another resolve. Yes. Directing the State Board of Education to adopt rules prohibiting teachers in public schools from engaging in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom. I remember this one. We had, we enjoyed this one. There was some fun. There were uh, 38 pieces of testimony, which was fairly amazing at times. Agreed. <laughs> um, the, listening to the testimony was just painful and shocking and just, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a good time. I, so, but this, but but this bill is dead. So, to all of my fellow educators out there, you are now able, you are you are protected. Make sure you're protected to engage in political, ideological, or religious advocacy in the classroom because this bill is not going to prohibit you because it's dead. In fact, we're suggesting you do them all at once. We endorse it. Yes, we endorse it all at once. All at the same time. All at the same time, and from all perspectives. And make sure if you're writing this down, you use Oxford commas. But not in cursive. Definitely not in cursive because you don't have to anymore. Don't have to anymore. And that... That's it, folks. That wraps up like everything we've got as of uh, day of taping. Right. Uh, we've we've done everything. We've done it all. We all for done. you. And this is about our 900th podcast, so thank you for listening to all of them. Uh, we are going to keep going with uh, whatever happens in the next couple of weeks, but uh, our uh, proclivity... Is that the right word? I don't know where going you're going. To rec- is going to decrease a little bit. We're not going to have five podcasts a week, put it that way. Our tripods, yeah, our tripods are gone. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not going to happen. They're done until fall, maybe even after Christmas. Yeah, probably. When they actually come back and take up a lot of these again, apparently, because a lot of these are tabled. Yeah, so what we can do is one of the future ones is do some of the tabled and carried over ones. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, I haven't seen the difference on all of them. Some of them just say tabled. And some say tabled to carry over. Do some of them say to carry over on yeah. them? Yeah. Some do and some don't. So I'm sure that'll be cleaned up over the next couple of weeks. I uh, hope so. While they figure it out and ones that are coming back and ones aren't. Because we'd like to know, let you know about the ones that are coming back. Uh, right. Because there's, so there's, there's some big ones. There's some big ones that are still yeah. out there. There's some big ones that are out there that haven't even gotten a vote or haven't, haven't gone to the legislature at oh, all yeah. yet that, that, that are just kind of been stuck in committee and haven't gone anywhere. And I, I'm... Like LD240, which is the one about uh, teachers being able to negotiate uh, education policy. Mm-hmm. That one's just still hanging it's out there. It's just sitting there, right. It's just It's been done by committee and has been brought forward by the legislature yet, and they only have a couple weeks left. Yeah, so as we record this, there's about two weeks of House and Senate sessions left. Right. And the week of the 10th, which is when you're hearing this, uh, the only thing that's scheduled for the Education Committee is House and Senate. Mm-hmm. There are no hearings there are no work sessions it's strictly in there so may they may be cleaning up quite a bit of stuff when they're just voting on stuff for the next 
two weeks, I would assume. So to keep apprised, what I would do is, you know, follow us, us on social media mm-hmm. uh, at Maine Education Matters on Twitter and on Facebook, Maine Education Matters, and follow along with our spreadsheet. If you don't know where that is, go to our social media profiles and you'll find it there because that's where the most updated information, as, as much as we can get it, will be. Those are pinned right at the top, right? Pinned right at the top of the profile. Just just click on the name for our, for our or our icon or whatever it is for us, and you'll be able to get there. So listeners have no excuse not to jump right on that. Oh, no, they should have a, they should have a bookmark by now. And if they don't, then I will be starting to walk down that walk throughout King's Landing yelling shame. I am going to, A, avoid that visual, <laughs> and B, assume they already Oh, it's have, happening. I'm going to assume they already have the tab open so we don't have to worry about any of that shaming that's going to happen. Yeah, well, we, we go on and we see you anonymous badgers and anonymous wallabies. We, we see do. you. Let's see who's on there right now. Oh, just somebody named Matt. Yeah, just a Matt. But does say idle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like work. Sounds like work. Okay. And at that, I, I'm pretty sure that's the I end. think we're done. Okay. Bye. Bye.